Hey everybody, welcome to the very first episode of The Music's Podcast. Uh, I'm the digital editor of The Music, Neil Griffiths, and I'm here with my good friend Dave. Dave, how are we doing, man? I'm good, mate. I'm happy to be here. It's very exciting. This has been uh, long in the works. It's been happening for a little while. Um, yeah. I do not work for The Music yeah. per se. You're essentially um, just a guy. I'm just a friend. I'm a friend of the show, <laughs> and I'm here really to... You're a long-time listener. <laughs> as a representative of the listener. Yeah. <laughs> really to ask important questions. First question, Neil. This is an important one. Uh, the Music website, correct? Yep, it's correct. a website. Yep. And you guys do music? Yeah. Is a thing you do, but also I mean, we had like a, popular we had like three meetings about this, so you yep. should be brief. We're still very confused in. because it, it's called the music. Yeah. So I feel like with thirty seconds in, you're already ragging on the company. This is not a good well, start, man. You know, it's 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 confusing. So we, <laughs> you guys, so the podcast, like the website, is going to be music. Yep. Yep. But not actual like music. Like we're not going to play music. We we'll can't talk play about, music. No. We'll talk about music. We'll have guests uh, moving on forward for the show. Not this show. It's the first one. Get off our back. Yep. Uh, but you know, each week we're going to be talking obviously music, industry news, film, pop culture. Yep. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. How, like our feelings ever? Do we talk about our feelings? We can talk about feelings. Just okay. make sure you specify that they are your feelings and not representative of anyone else ever. Yep. <laughs> we, we should say we are recording uh, in Studio 301 in Sydney. Uh, very thankful to those guys for letting us record in here. I uh, don't want to name drop, but names like Coldplay, Justin Bieber have yep. been in here. So I believe I'm sitting in Justin Bieber's seat I, right I, now. I, I think this is where Chris Martin uh, wrote Viva La Vida. Oh, really? Fun fact. That was a good song. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. None of that was true. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. So, yeah, just to give you a little bit of background on who the hell we are, yeah. um, again, uh, I'm the digital editor at The Music. Uh, Dave and I actually did community radio back in the day for about two years. Uh, I think we got suspended nearly three times, but hey. You can't suspend the podcast, can you? <laughs> I mean, no? you, can, you can just, I mean, he, our boss can just turn it off, but don't. Well, just give true. us a chance. Don't even, haven't even met the boss yet. Hopefully he likes me. Otherwise, this <laughs> could, uh, could be the first and last episode well, of the music with Dave. And uh, I think also before we before we get into the show, Neil, I think there's a very important character uh, in the podcast that we've yet to introduce. Uh, our main man, Stefan, he's here with us. Uh, he is our audio engineer. He's giving us a wave right now. Say hello, mate. Hi, guys. How are you feeling about this first episode? <laughs> Going well so far? Uh, yeah. Shut up, Stefan. All right. <laughs> We've just started. We're doing our best, all right? We're, we're having a, giving a red-hot go. So on this show, uh, we're going to be talking to director Danny Boyle. He's uh, He was in Australia last week for Trainspotting 2, obviously the follow-up to the massive uh, UK movie starring Ewan McGregor. Trainspotting 1. Trainspotting 1. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously Oscar-winning director of Slumdog Millionaire, director behind 127 Hours, Steve Jobs. He's, he's really cool to speak to. Um, and we're going to be chatting as well about some big bands that are touring Australia at the moment, uh, like Guns N' Roses, Bruce Springsteen, Adele's coming, I think, next month. Uh, but we want to start the show, actually, talking about Midnight Oil, because on Friday morning, uh, the gang got back together on a boat in the middle of the harbour to announce that they're going to be touring the world for the first time in 15 years. Which is big. Yeah, I mean, like, Midnight Oil are obviously... Uh, huge in Australia, um, they've got a massive following internationally, um, and they're obviously a big political band. I mean, what better time to get Midnight Oil back together than when you have fucking Pauline Hanson and Donald Trump coming... Oh, I guess Trump is the leader of the free world. He's here. Yeah. But Hanson's coming. I think oh, I was at, actually at the press conference on Friday morning, and I think Peter Garrett even said, you know, like, who would have thought Pauline Hanson would have read her ugly head back up? So I think this is an awesome time for these guys to be back. He's like, he's, uh, Garrett's out of politics... 
back onto the stage mm. to sing about his feelings about politics yeah, and on the, the stages. We did mention as well, um, speaking of Mr. Trump, we're not going to make the show about Donald Trump, let's just clarify that, but Bruce Springsteen, obviously, <laughs> well, I think he um, he's, he's recently wrapped up his tour. He, a lot of his Australian shows, he poked fun at Donald Trump a lot. I think the very first show, he actually apologised to Australia. I think he said, we stand before you as embarrassed Americans. Wow. Um, he also played a cover of "Don't Hang Up" the the day that uh, of the you know this that phone call between Donald Trump and Malcolm Turnbull. Um, he played so who? So Malcolm who? Malcolm Turnbull, not Trumbull. Not Malcolm Trumbull. Trumbull. Is that what you're calling it? Uh, that's my new favorite thing that's <laughs> ever happened. But sorry, continue your story. No, he's obviously um, he's very passionate about politics as well, and mm. he's made a big deal about Trump over here. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of bands uh, and artists are doing that, comedians as well right now, more than ever. So it's cool to see Men at All back and to see how, I guess, put their take on all of this. Yeah, like the climate is ripe, Neil. Mm. It is ripe for political commentary. Mm. And so it's like, it's cool to see, you know, like this is a really interesting time for Midnight Owl to be doing this tour. I think even on Friday as well, they refer to themselves as catalogue act or a, a legacy act. Um, and another band tour touring Australia at the moment, Guns N' Roses, the classic mm. lineup, Axl Rose slash Duff McKagan. And we did hear that there was a bit of crossover. I think Slash uh, for a couple of, uh, of Springsteen shows was um I, th- I think they, I don't, I don't know if they played together, but I know that they went. I, I think no Slash. Slash, like, he played, I think, played a gig. Really? Yeah, I think he, like, there was people, like, with photos of him on stage with Mr. Springsteen. I did not know this. Yeah. I know, I know, I know for a fact that, um, obviously Angus Young came out and played with Guns N' Roses, um, in Sydney and Melbourne. And actually the Melbourne cool. show was the same Melbourne show where they got booed by 70,000 people for accidentally saying, hello, Sydney! Look, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it's, uh... Nothing like Sydney, but mm. <laughs> you know, like they they live a, a fast paced lifestyle. Gunners, uh, Gunners, are obviously a, a big deal as far as music itself is concerned. They're big rock icons. Axl Rose, in particular, is a very controversial figure. Obviously, with the fallout of of he and Slash in the in the mid nineties, um, you know, he's kind of had a bad reputation for coming on stage late. Um, I think even there were rumours the last time they toured Australia without Slash and Duff. I think it was in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen, and. Um, Axel was at least an hour late, and apparently the reason was was because he was in his hotel room watching a movie. And yes. they said, "Hey, Axel, time to go to the stadium." And he said, "No." Do I'm in the middle of movie. know what movie it was? I don't know what movie it was because I kind of get that. Because honestly, there's nothing worse than like having to leave a movie halfway through <laughs> or unfinished. I honestly, the downs like like although if we're being fair, like maybe you shouldn't have started the film. <laughs> You know, like maybe you should have started like a like an episode of The Office or something, just something like a nice little twenty minute. You know. Well, the thing is, Axel obviously considers himself a big deal, and we actually wrote this story on the music You can check the full story out there. Nice yep. little plug. Um, at the Melbourne show, so apparently it was gridlock traffic on like Tuesday night, last Tuesday, mm-hmm. getting to this to the Melbourne cricket ground where the the gig was. It was packed. Um, police actually confirmed that Axel Rose requested a police escort. Now, knowing he's... Can I pause you right there, Neil? (laughs) How does one request a police escort? Well, I mean, that's my first question. But can I I request a police escort? Like, can anyone just call up and be like... When the rumours started, we were all kind of like, okay, that's bullshit. But then a Victorian police spokesperson came out and said, yeah, a, a request was made and we denied it. Um, and okay. given ever since the reunion of Slash and Darth, apparently Axel's been on A-plus behaviour. You know, he's coming on stage fine, he's getting on with all the guys. So when we heard 
I guess when everyone heard that he he requested a police escort, it's kind of like you dick. But at the same time, I I know Although you say that though. But like, let's be honest. If you were at a point in your life slash career mm. where you felt like there was a chance that if you requested a police escort, they would they would uh. escort you. <laughs> Look at me in the eye and tell me you would not take that chance. I yeah, would, but I would be watching movies. Every single day, but the simple up until fact, the last minute, and then getting escorted everywhere. The simple fact, though, that a request was denied tells me that, you know, I'm sure he... By the Victorian I'm sure he's like, hey, police, this is Axel Rose, I want an escort now. Like, I'm sure he would have said, hey, guys, this traffic's a bit crazy, can we sort something out? And I would like to but think I... that the rest of the band were there when he did that. Like, hey, guys, I'll catch up to you there with my police escort <laughs> when I inevitably get one. Like, it just, it seems like a dick move, but at the same time... Obviously, he has an ego about him. There are 70,000 people waiting for him at a stadium. It is gridlock traffic. Maybe he I was think, just a little worried. I think that's a good argument. I think that you would call the Victorian police force mm. and be like, look, guys, I'm not. this isn't an emergency. There's no imminent danger. But, you know, protect and serve. <laughs> it would be a public service for you to get me there as quickly as possible so that the thousands of people waiting to watch me aren't sitting around whether you, waiting. But whether you call or not with Axel doing that, it is kind of cool to see the police not taking a stance. Because imagine if they did it. That opens the door for anyone. Hey, I'm police, I'm going to be late to work. I need a police escort. Let's get this moving. Yeah, but like, what's your job? What do you do for a job? Well, I've got a meeting. Oh, I've got an accountant. Meeting. I've got an important meeting. Mm, yep, okay. I've got 70,000 people waiting for hey, me. Hey, whoa, I work in a newsroom. I've got deadlines. Yeah, well. Might not be 70,000 people chanting my name, but I have six people yelling my name. Where are you, Neil? I think Story's going to be written. Honestly, no, I think we set a bad precedent when we tell rock stars no. <laughs> um, I think that we really shouldn't be doing that because the more we let them get away with, the more outrageous the writers get and the more things you have to write about. We're talking about megastars coming to the country. Uh, a little lady known by the name as Adele oh. is coming to Australia next month. Grammy award winning. Grammy uh, multi, multiple award winning. <laughs> she won so many Grammys last week that she actually snapped one in half and said, Beyonce, just take it. Can we, like, this has probably been discussed a lot, but I think I sort of, I wasn't aware of this until the most recent Grammys. Bit of a crier. Bit of a, bit of a public crier. Adele? Yeah. Like, uh, cried during the, the performance mix-up, so she, mm. was, she was playing uh, a tribute to um, Michael George. George Michael. Michael, Michael George. George. <laughs> That's Arrested Development. Any Arrested Development oh, God. fans out there? Can we cut that out? I, no, knew I, was, I knew I was saying it wrong as I was saying it. We have to cut it out. It's the first episode. Can you uh, imagine if she did a tribute to Michael George? <laughs> Everyone stand, please. <laughs> it's like it's like, like images of Michael Sarah <laughs> just like projected on the wall. Anyway, she did so a tribute to George Michael. George Michael. Yeah. And it messed up. And then she, she, she starts crying yeah. uh, halfway through, can we do it again? And then she wins the award, yeah. has another has to cry again. She doesn't have to. It's like, it's like in the... <laughs> well, she like, crying? She like... didn't choose to cry. She had an emotional yeah. requirement. Which is fine. Uh, which is fine. Yeah. Now, I'm not, not dissing on her for crying. I'm just noting mm. that a little bit... Like, she had a, a notorious cry. Well, I know she actually said... Um, at the after you know when you win the award you go backstage you have to do talk to the press and she actually said like what does Beyonce have to do to win a fucking award yeah. like even she was like give her something mm. which is pretty cool because from all reports again I mean Australia is going to get to see Adele for the first time next month but from all reports 
she has this amazing voice, puts on a hell of a performance, but in between songs, she's like Russell Brand. So she's just jumping around stage, making a bunch of jokes, yeah. super dirty. Like, I think she's fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, she's she's great. Yeah. Like, ten points to <laughs> assumingly Gryffindor. I'm not sure what house she would be in. Mm. Probably Gryffindor. Yeah. I don't know. She seems like Gryffindor. <laughs> um, but look, look, I was obviously, I was rooting for Beyonce. Mm. Uh, I was very appreciative when Adele did self-Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the the honourable yeah. route to take in this this situation. Actually, we just uh, we did touch cool dude. We did touch on um, obviously. You know, does Axl Rose have the right to to get a police escort? Does Adele have the right to stop a song mid or well, not mid song? It was like five seconds in to be fair. But you know, I imagine imagine if like I don't know. I just feel it feels like while it was she was right to it and she got a standing ovation for it. And because of the fuck up last year where the sound was terrible, she got a lot of flack for it. Yeah. Um, but. I just, I feel like, you know, she's the one writing the song, right? She's the one, like, singing the song, right? Mm. So, if anyone has the right to do it, like, if you, you it's know... The it's the person singing it, the yeah. person singing it. Like, who's going, you didn't have the right? You didn't no. have the right? You no, didn't have the right all. to stop singing that but song? this is the thing, like, if you listen to the audio, she, you can hear her saying, you know, I'm so sorry, I, I'm not going to do it again, because last year she got a lot of flack for the tech, uh, technical difficulties. Mm. And even this year as well, uh, when Lady Gaga and Metallica performed together, fucking James's Hetfield mic was accidentally unplugged. Mm. Who's stagehanding this shit? This is the Grammys. Look, it seems like a tough job, though, Neil. Um, would, could you do it? Could you do it? <laughs> well, just, it's like, you know, like, when you think, like, like the classic, oh, hey, my TV's not working. Did you plug it in? Like, Good point. Good point. <laughs> that's the one thing. And it turns out, like, his mic didn't work. He was super pissed about it. And, yeah, the reports came out that this was uh, a stage and accidentally unplugged the mic. I'm not a tech hand. I don't know if there's... If, Stefan, is, is there a lot to that? Is it, it's just simple as... Would you have made check, that mistake, Just mate? check the plug? Uh, yes. Uh, is that just, simple? Just check the plug. Yeah, just good. check the plug. But there's Stefan says it. And this is our first PSA, uh, <laughs> podcast one. Check your plugs. Uh, be sure to always check your plugs uh, when you can. Friendly service announcement. Yep, done. PSA. Well, that was the Grammys. This Sunday, however, is the Oscars. Music's done. Time for the film. Dave, as a film director, you were very excited for this one. Look, I am and I'm not, mm. uh, Neil, <laughs> because the Oscars make me mad without fail mm. every single year. Look, before you go, I know where you're going with this, obviously. You don't want me to rant? You don't no, want me to rant? I, I, I'm, I'm building for your brain. I'm getting context to your rant. <laughs> well, so it's coming up. It's this weekend. It's Sunday 26th. Yeah, so um, I mean, obviously us Australians will like see Monday, it on Monday mid-day-ish. at like midday, maybe on Fox 8, maybe Arena. Yeah. We don't work at Foxtel, all right? We're, no, no, we, we don't, don't know, know what channel's on. You guys have the internet. Google it yourselves. <laughs> but obviously, the the big front runner um, is La La Land. It's mm. fourteen nominations, tied with Titanic for the most nominations in Oscar yeah. history. It's friggin' blew the Golden Globes out of the water. I think it's nominated for fucking everything. Like, is there a category what's nominated for? Maybe best supporting actor slash actress. Yeah, so we you think there is one. We don't have the the stats in front of us <laughs> right now. This is a to give you guys a little impression of uh, of the style of the the music podcast. Uh, it's going to be a lot of things that Dave and Neil think and feel, and a little <laughs> less of hard fact. Um, we don't have the nominations in front of us right now, uh, but we do know it's been nominated a lot. It's too it's, much, in it's, my opinion. It's the clear favorite to win uh, at least the big ones. You know, your best, best actor, picture. obviously Ryan Gosling, best actress Emma Stone, mm. director, picture, the lot. Yeah, you have a problem with this. Well, look, I have a couple problems with it, and yeah. I'm not going to turn this podcast into 
why Dave has a problem with La La Land. Mm. I will say that, like, Moonlight... If you haven't seen Moonlight yet... Which is also nominated for Best Picture. Also nominated for Best Picture. Also nominated for Best Director and a bunch of other awards. uh, Please go watch it. Mm. It is an incredible film. It was my probably favourite film of the last year. Mm. And um, it makes me sad and mad (laughs) that La La Land, which was like at most like a okay film, Mm. like a fun, kind of charming sort of little fun thing that mm. happened to me in the movie theatre. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know? That sounds like, so much weirder than it needs to be. <laughs> but, you know, like, it wasn't, like, a particularly great film. It yeah. was just, it was just, like, I was like, all right, cool, well, they're Wait, singing and dancing. Wait, but question, because, and... again, let's, let's preface this. Did you see La La Land before the hype started? I did. See, I didn't. So mm. we have, like, so I saw it. Also, I'm going to tell you, right, I saw it last week. It's been out since fucking Boxing Day. I saw it last week. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Do I think it deserves to be the movie... That is going to sweep the Oscars and Golden Globes. No, I also but I need it. to. I also need a full disclosure for a moment there, Neil. Uh, I was not hungry when I watched Moonlight. I was hungry when I watched La La Land. That it's very possible that had an, a, a very big impact on the way I received that film. <laughs> the fact that I was hangry during La La Land yeah. it made me feel things. So, but um, you, do you think that? Um, I mean, obviously you love Moonlight. There's no question about that. But well, do you, I think it was objectively is... a better film. Why is that? Um, just in every way. Look, I, I'm not going to give you a review right now, Neil. Go to themusic.com for that. Um, oh. But, uh, <laughs> look, it, it, in my opinion, it was, it, was an, it was an awesome movie. Um, it was just incredibly, like, um, relevant to, like, now. It, it sort of captured the zeitgeist in a way that... Like La La Land didn't it? And I'm I'm creating this weird sort of binary. Like I'm mm. basically going Moonlight v La La Land because mm. all these award ceremonies have basically like made me look at it that way. Like it's not fair at all for me to go like Moonlight and La La Land should be compared. But because mm. like La La Land's the favourite for yeah. the Oscars and I feel like Moonlight should win, I'm just like fuck you La La Land, <laughs> you suck. Well, the you thing, suck. You La mentioned La Land. like the obviously if you haven't seen La La Land, it's about um you know a struggling actress trying to make it yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. She meets this struggling musician who's yeah. trying to I guess save jazz. Save jazz. <laughs> Ryan, this, Ryan is, this is this is the thing that this is the thing that you have the biggest problem with, right? I, just, I don't have a problem with that. I just think it's like ludicrous that you've got like the most white bread like actor in Hollywood. Like you have Ryan Gosling, the whitest boy alive. And he is like he's playing this like suffering artist who's like trying to save jazz from like evil men <laughs> like John Legend who's like this sellout who's like ruining jazz with <laughs> all of his all of his art yeah. and he needs to go back to like yeah classic jazz so that Ryan Gosling can be happy again. Like, it's just ludicrous to me. I think I think Moonlight has a chance of winning one of the awards it's going to get. I don't think it'll win as much as La If La La Land doesn't win the most, even if it doesn't win the big ones, mm. like, that's got to be the biggest choke artist in the world. It's 14 nominations. Like, halve that. I reckon, like, and also, I think there's, like, a very strong possibility that you'll get some, like, left of centre, like Manchester by the Sea, mm. which was yeah. the, sort of, like, that little um, sort of independent drama Casey with Affleck, Casey Affleck. He's best actor as well. Um, you know, like, he might sort of come left of field and just sort of, like, scoop it up. Mm. Uh, so it's, you know, there, there are, it's actually is quite a strong year. Mm. Like, it's a quite quite a strong year of nominations. we got Mel's Mel, big Mel Gibson, he's back. Yeah. Back in the game. Back in the game. Mixed with opinion. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge, that um, did really, really well. Um, mm. That's been met with a lot of praise. 
Um, Lion, you know, Dad Patel. Yeah. He's a big guy. Uh, the famous uh, Hidden Fences, I mm-hmm. think uh, yeah. they were calling it. Or, uh, sorry, Hidden Figures is yeah. uh, what that film's actually called. Um, this per- uh, this serves as a perfect segue into our chat with uh, Oscar-winning director Danny Boyle last mm. week. Um, so Danny Boyle, again, he's the director of the new film Trainspotting 2, or T2. Um, obviously the sequel to the 1996 classic Train spotting. Mm. Um, he was in Sydney last week to promote the movie. Um, so jealous that I, I didn't get to go to this. I got a chance to see the movie. It's fucking awesome. It's great. If you've seen the first one, if you love the first one, you are going to like the second one. Don't want to put too much expectation on it because the first one was so good. Um, but did obviously, did you rewatch the first one before yeah, watching the second yeah, one? Yeah. So you kind of went into the second one like yeah. with the first one. Well, the, the whole mind. point of this second movie is like, and this is what um, Danny Ball did say. You can see the full interview at themusic.com.au. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, but he actually mentioned that he kind of changed the way he thought what the second movie was going to be after watching the first cut. Like it, it really is about these four guys who have aged twenty years, and like we even made a joke in the interview. It's literally like going to your high school reunion. Mm. and just seeing these people like you have to act like them again but the big talking point and it has been for some time and it's one of the reasons it took so long for Trainspotting 2 to get made was because Danny Boyle had a massive following out with Ewan McGregor mm. um, if you don't know Ewan McGregor you know Moulin Rouge yeah that's good enough right? and, and this was after uh, Danny didn't yeah. cast him in the beach yeah, yeah so this is 1996 obviously um, Ewan McGregor was in I think two of his movies before that mm. um, and the rumour goes neither of them try to get into it too much but the rumour goes is that Danny Boyle promised Ewan McGregor the main role on the beach, which eventually went to Leo DiCaprio. Um, And Ewan McGregor was told that, and when he didn't get it, they had a massive falling out, to the point where those guys didn't talk at all. For decades. Yeah, like, they... And this is the thing, we're about to play you a snippet right now. Um, Danny kind of told me what led up to that, and, you know, they've always... Well, he said they kind of treated it just like they should have dealt with it way sooner than they did because obviously everyone train spotting had this giant cult following and you can't really do a sequel to a movie when the director and the main character don't like each other mm. um so this is me talking to danny last week and this is where he tells us um how him and ewan got back together we talk about you know the characters of age 20 years but i mean you have as well you've gone on to have a big career name dropping a bit of an oscar win there here <laughs> or there i mean for you which character could you relate to the most, or did you enjoy, I think, I guess, working on what their journey will be in T2? Well, I suppose it was... I suppose it's the relationship between me and Renton, because we fell out, me and Ewan McGregor, who mm. we'd made three films together, and then we fell out. It was my fault. And we didn't really talk to each other in that kind of British way that you never kind of get emotional <laughs> and talk about things. Well, we'd, we'd sort of made up... He was very... So when the film you mentioned or you didn't mention, but you said it got an Oscar, was the Slumdog Millionaire. As part of the journey to that, mm. there'd been this award ceremony in L.A., one of these kind of awards they give you that are kind of part of the road to the yeah. Oscars eventually. Um, anyway, um, and he'd given me this award, and he'd made this speech at the beginning of it, which was so kind of touching and kind of I felt terrible about my own behaviour. Just to clarify, and, this is before you guys had even really made yeah, up? Wow. Yeah, okay. And it was like, so, and he was wonderful. He's a very gracious man, mm. very special man. Anyway, um, so we made up then, and, mm. and uh, though not in any particularly chummy way, <laughs> yeah. just like very British, you know. Anyway, um, we uh, and then I sent in the script, and I wow. said, "Listen, we should do this because this." And he agreed. It, it was so good, and they all, all the four of them agreed straight away, and I knew they would because the film gives the room for them to matrix in their own experiences over that time as well. Mm. And it becomes more than just playing a character in a story. 
it becomes about them as well, mm. you know, and their own lives. So that was my chat with Mr. Danny Boyle. You can see the full interview at themusic.com.au um, and Trainspotting 2 is out this Thursday. Okay, so that's the end of episode one for the Music's podcast. Uh, before we I finish... I feel good about it, Neil. Yeah. How'd you feel about it? Very good, man. Like, I felt like there are a couple moments that um, I wish I could take back forever. Mm. Uh, not saying George Michael's name right. <laughs> and then thinking that George Michael uh, was... Uh, Michael, no, Michael you know what? It's, was it's, George it's Michael. It's worse getting notified while you're talking about something else saying, you got that wrong. <laughs> That's the worst. Look, it was part. a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. Look, um, like we said, this is not going to be a fact-based show. Um, <laughs> enjoy it uh, for what it is. We we live in a a post truth <laughs> post truth society. So um, why get caught up in stupid things like facts? Each week, we want to finish the show. Um, kind of telling you about some gigs coming up on the coming weekend. Yeah. Um, or are they coming up? They definitely are. That's why we're announcing them. <laughs> uh, you can check out all the gigs for all the gigs you want to see at themusic.com.au. Uh, there's the guy tab there. Check it out. Um, but here are a couple that we are tipping for you. This one, first one is 12 Foot Ninja. Those guys are getting big. They're playing at uh, Newport Hotel in WA this Friday. Check those guys out. They're doing a massive Australian tour right now. Um, as well as Austrian trio Mother's Cake. They're playing on Friday as well uh, at the basement in Canberra. And uh, the big one uh, for Sydney is, of course, a secret garden festival being presented by the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kicks off um, on Friday and uh, headlining that. You know, we've got Alex Laney, uh, Annie Bass, the Australian Queen Tribute Show, uh, Be Wise. Look, I-, I can list them all for you, but <laughs> jump on themusic.com.au. Check it out. It's going to be uh, a killer event. And that's the show for, t- for today, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Hope you come back next week. Yeah. We're <laughs> going to get better every single week by the... Neil and I were saying... What it help if we said we have Justin Bieber on the show next week? Post-Truth Society. Can't promise that. So, (laughs) again, thank you to Studio 301 for doing this with us. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we hope to see you guys next week. Bye.